Peace and blessings to everybody. How is everybody doing? My name is Omar J. DeJesus, and I am the host of Second Chance, Voices of the Unheard. My podcast talks about the second chance people received after doing time in an institution, innocent or guilty, while changing a poisonous narrative of prisoners' perception. For the most part, people returning to society are outcasted. So my job is to give people an opportunity and a platform to tell their stories. Everybody deserves a second chance. So I have someone here today. My brother, who I met some years ago, my brother in Christ, he's been doing a lot of great things. He's also been faced with adversity, a lot of adversity, but he's overcoming through the grace and mercy of and strength of God. And I'm gonna let you introduce. I'm gonna let him introduce himself to the people. And um, here you go. Hello, everybody. My name is Sincere, also known as Sincere. Um, alias name is Rayvon Gordon. Now, um, yes, I did time. I was incarcerated for seven years, and it's my good brother, good friend. Blessing to know this man. It's great, and you know we continue to build a relationship here on after. You know, um, doing time, and you know, just great to be here in this podcast today. Let's talk, my man. That's what's up, man. Peace and blessings, man. I want to say congrats on overcoming. And I wouldn't say beating cancer because because I want to say that you overcame it Amen. because it was a mental thing, too. Of course. You know what I'm saying? It was a mental thing that you was going through. And honestly, for a lot that's going through that, some people don't know how to deal with it. And mentally, you got to be strong. This is a disease that is very aggressive and if you're not strong it would it would take a toll um so big up to all the people that's fought it Mm -hmm. beat it and continue to fight against it and overcome it um and those are some special people man because my friend my lady friend also beat cancer twice and and it was a blessing to even meet this woman you know, my thing is I appreciate y'all because y'all don't see the resilience that y'all have. Y'all got to be strong to go th- through this, man. So, yeah, thank you for that, even taking the time to get on the podcast. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So I want I wanna, I want you to talk Blessing. a little bit about your, your, your family history, man. Talk about a little bit about your family. How, how was it growing up for you? Well, growing up for me, let's just say, you know, was very fortunate. Not to say unfortunate, the most, but fortunate more than anything. I have a loving family, very supportive. Mm. You know, um, we we was all close. You know, my mother had two sisters, and they had a lot of kids. So it was like we was all brothers and sisters anyway. You know, no cousins. Mm-hmm. We'll be together. Um, other than that, my father had um, two sisters and a brother. And they had what the woman they never had kids on their own, but my father and his brother had the kids. So, you know, we was all close, but, you know, strong family knit. And at the same time, to have that and still have that is, is, is fortunate to have, even though everybody played their different roles nowadays as we grown and people have their own responsibilities and things to take on their own. It's not the same, you know, even though you may look for the support and love you once had and it's, seems as if it's not 
there anymore. It actually is. It's just more so in a a whole new arena because you know life happens. You know they said life. I feel the acronym for life is I'm living inspired for evolution. At the same time, we all involved because we all have our small nets of family now. Everybody have their own children, their own family, and things to take care and responsibilities. But meanwhile, I I can say you know throughout my incarceration, that I have the love and support of family and close friends is very fortunate, very fortunate, and great to have, and that's just God's blessing overall. Amen to that. Amen. And as you said, it's a blessing because I've known people who was incarcerated that didn't have the support that you have. That's true. So it's a it's a blessing to have that man. People don't know they take it granted for a lot. And, and why you incarcerated? Some people take family and and people who really care for you genuinely and sincerely for granted. Yes. Why you, right. you know, but you know, that's just people are very selfish and, you know, no one's entitled to anything. So my thing is if there's people really there for you, appreciate that because no one has to do anything for you. True. That's right. true. Right. So like growing up, what type of things you were into? Um, I was in the basketball, you know, the best in the sports, um, you know, and doing the things that teenagers do, you know. Run, run, running around the neighborhood, playing manhunt. You know, it was different. We we yeah. kids grew up different back in those days versus now. Um, just just the stolen things as kids did. You know, um, nowadays it's it's, it's kind of tough. You know, these kids are um, computer tech kids and everything, so they're mm-hmm. so in tuned into the um, computer technology. You know, mm-hmm. but um. Those things that I did, you know, grounded me to who I am today, as well as, you know, getting caught up in the, you know, the, let's just say the unfrivolous things, the things that I shouldn't have. But look, that's who made me who I am today. You know, I, I, I can't um, regret it or nothing else. It's just, it's called um, trial and error. You know, you live your life and you make those decisions. So, you know, you make your errors in life and you just hope your kids don't have to repeat them. That's a fact. That's a fact, man. Um, so if you, how old are you? <clears throat> thirty-eight, my brother. Thirty-eight, young. Thirty-eight, don't even, and don't even look thirty-eight. God bless him. <laughs> um, so if you were speaking to your younger self, what would you tell him? What would you tell him not to do? If you speaking to your twenty twenty years ago, you're thirty-eight. You was eighteen. At 18, what type of stuff you were into? Knucklehead stuff, right? <laughs> knucklehead stuff. Exactly. Plenty of knucklehead stuff. Huh? <laughs> Plenty of knucklehead exactly. stuff. Exactly. So if you was 20 years younger and you were speaking to that person, what would you tell your, that person not to do? I'd tell that person to be patient. Mm. I'd tell that person to follow your dreams and your goals and, you know, make that plan and stick with it. Don't let nothing throw you off course. Cause there's always gonna be some things to throw you off course. That's what that's what that's what um Lucifer's job is to do, you know, to throw you off course, you know, and, and keep your faith, mm. be strong in your in your faith, and um, you know, align yourself with 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 people that are doing things that you, you know, look to do in regards mm. to ambitious, motivated, and and goal setting, goal oriented people, you know, cause what happened is I. Got let off straight. I got let astray and started following things and wound up trying to make a quick flip. 
want to make money and it's not all about money at the end of the day. You got to have money and have a lot of misery at the same time. And especially within the life you choose to get that, it's very heinous. Amen to that. Amen to that, man. And you know what? At the time, it may seem like a great idea because money is coming in. and mm -hmm. But on the long run, you're just digging yourself a deeper deep hole. Deep hole. It's not mm -hmm. worth it. The best bet is just like I tell everybody, get a job legally, save your money and do it that way. Yep. You know, but people don't understand that they're so impatient and they look for instant gratification. Yeah, especially nowadays. <clears throat> it's so exactly. instant gratification. <laughs> Microwave, right? Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything. Right now and right then, man. Uh, and, you know, that's totally fine. Everybody's choices is theirs. Man. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um. So, like I said in the beginning, I met you while I was incarcerated. You yes, we did. You got uh, seven years, right? For the seven crime years. That you committed. You, Eight years actually, okay. but you know, served a good what six and five, about seven years. Yeah, seven years. Off. You know what I'm right. saying? What have you learned about yourself since then? I've learned that to love myself, mm. to love myself physically, and that goes with you know the therapeutic aspect of working out. I said Amen. I love to do it. And then we just got to be working out. You know, workout consists of just meditation, mm -hmm. you know, the mind. You got the mental, you got the spiritual aspect in regards to, you know, say prayer, speak to, speak to your higher power and, you know, talk to him. Because, you know, at the same time, he's the reason why we have breath in our lungs this day, Amen. you know. And um, I've, I've, I've learned just to love myself overall and... um. Ain't nothing, ain't, ain't nothing gonna come to you. You gotta do for yourself first. And in order for you to take care of anybody, you gotta make sure yourself is happy. And you gotta take care of yourself in order for you to take care of anybody else. Mm -hmm. You come first. It may sound like a selfish thing to say, but that's the truth. You come first. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you take care of anybody else is gonna be as, you know, shitty as you doing for yourself that you ain't do. So, when you was incarcerated, when was when was it that you changed your perspective in life to the person you are today? Because this is who's this isn't who you was before prior of course to incarceration. Not. Of course. So, not. what was it in prison that you seen? that made you change your ways and perspective in life? I've seen a lot of things. But, um, you know, on the, on the outside, looking in, let's just say the world, looking in in regards to their whole ideology of what prison might be, you know, nobody wants to go there. So, you know, we all have our fears and whatnot. But um, just living in a whole different world and having that as your life for the sentence that you have to go through and not even that that can also change i've seen people going in for five years as a, as a sentence and then end up doing more than that just because getting caught up in the wrong crowd or whatnot 
and uh, being forced to do something that, you know, you had no idea you would be doing, you know, but it was just me just trying to set uh, a path for me to get up out of there. I had, to, I, had, I had to get out of there. I had to get home. And what I had to do was focus and find things to, um, to keep me sane. So first thing I did, because my parents are um, God-fearing, my family's God-fearing, I chose to read the Bible. And that was the first time I really actually picked up the Bible and truly read it and understand scriptures, understand the word. And just me doing that took a whole lot of my um took a whole lot of my chest and my mind and kept me focused. And then not just with that, I guess this is divine intervention, him coming in and bringing me other things that could help me get through my bed, such as meeting good people that say, yo, let's go work out. Meeting good people will put me in a place where they say, oh, now you got schooling. And it's not just some phony schooling. It's just real schooling where you can attain a degree. All right, why not? Let's do that. You know, so all those things start to fall into place. And what it was just my whole focus on getting up out of there. That's a fact. Also, shout out to the brother NYU graduate. Amen. Yes, so right. that's one good good thing Glad, that came man. out of being incarcerated was that NYU degree that that brother obtained in hard sweat and tears. Yes. Yeah, we used up in that lab together. Remember that, that's brother? A, that's a fact. <laughs> you know how that goes, man. man. Word. You know, it was powerful. It was amazing. Yes. Appreciate those moments because you build friendships yes, you behind do. struggles. And people don't understand how valuable that is, man, because honestly, my fear was dying in prison. Mm. Mm -hmm. Coming home in a casket, either getting killed by one of them correctional guards or killed behind some shit that coming from the street that I was beefing with. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I was prepared to walk that walk. But at the end of the day, no one wanted to die, despite what you may have committed. But you accept the walk for what it is when you when it's that time you understand. But that was my biggest fear is to come home to my parents dead. Mm -hmm. That's what changed my perspective because I was seeing people getting all types, all types, jacked up in there. That's right. That that changed my perception because I didn't want to be a, a statistic. And behind the wall, they move off respect. So if you violate a rule, then there's not no cutting. They stab. It's a big difference, you know, and they move off respect. But I'm glad that we made it out of Amen. there and we ain't got to do that no more because that part of our life is behind us. Yes. Word. So what are you Thank grateful God. for after your release of prison, man? I'm grateful to, to, to still have sanity. Mm. You know, and regards to a lot of people that make it out not to have any comparisons to say but a lot of people say you know people don't come back the same you know where they can say yo you, you could at least say you you still have the same not bad but it's just a good personality or charisma that you used to have before you know you say you can relate you're not just staring in space lost 
but um, I'm I'm grateful to have that learning experience in my life that really, you know, um, buckles me down than making my choices and being more conscious to my decisions. You know, and grounds me. It was grounding, so much so a humbling experience, most of all. It's crazy because I'm going through that now. When I go back to my old neighborhood, people say, oh, you changed. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they aren't wrong. I did change. Because if I didn't go through what I went through, that traumatic experience, I would have never changed. And the problem is that they don't know how to really deal with me. It's not that the fact that I changed. It's the fact that I changed and outgrew a lot of people and they don't know how to deal with me. So they don't know what to expect because, honestly, mentally, they didn't do the right thing by me. And that's totally fine. No one's entitled to do anything for me. But, yeah, I changed. I changed for the better. I changed because I knew my worth. I knew that my worth wasn't worth sitting on that block fighting over a block that don't mean nothing to me and some people that don't really have your best interest. So why situate yourself around something like that? You're situating yourself up for failure. That's a fact. And what was they doing for you while you was incarcerated? Nothing. Did you even remember? Nothing. Nothing. To the point of where, you know, who's putting money on your books? Who's taking sure you, 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 you got, you know, food in your stomach? You know, for what? What are we putting our pain and, and, and our energy into? Nothing. But I'm just glad that we well, can move past, still be... Mindful of that situation, but not hold no grudge and mm-hmm. just live life That's it. to the fullest because it was a learned experience. It never was a failed experience. It was something we learned. Yes, it was. Word. So what are you doing to stay out of prison? <laughs> what I'm doing to stay out of prison is um, doing everything uh, free, liberated civilian is to do in regards to Man. the blessings that you have within the America, in the law itself. Let's just say the freedom that you were given now, that you're able to attain work, you know, uh, a regimen and where it keeps you out of trouble, keep from running the streets and trying to make quick money. So I'm, I'm, I'm working. I work, a, um, work a, um, a job, which is building maintenance slash porter for a company to breaking ground. It's not my first job I had as of being released. I've, it's been going on, it's going on for say, what, three years now since I've been home. And um, I had about, what, two and a half jobs, I would say, as of being home. You know MTA is hiring? Yep. Did you and put MTA, that in? Not as of yet. I actually worked, I worked. I was working Why as a subsidiary with MTA. But no, this is the actual MTA. Put that for what job? For, for the cleaner. I know, I heard. I was doing. I was. I was. Just, I was doing. After six years, it's thirty something dollars. I know. Put it in, big bro. I, want me to send you the thing? I got the link. Yeah, go put that in, man. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check, check it out. Why it's, not? It's Give free. It a to, shot. It's a free to put it in, and then you gotta wait for the exam. Yeah. Bro, it's, it, I'm gonna it's do it. Of course, uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna definitely because my cousin actually sent me that um not too long ago, like last week. Yeah. I'm going to the post, and I was saying. Uh, so yeah, that's not? what I'm saying. Why not? You know, it's another opportunity to take on. You know, you gotta that's it. That's it. Take as much opportunity as can be presented to you, and that's something that should exactly. jump on. Exactly, and right. be appreciative of that. Man. Yeah, you're right. What are, what accomplishments 
would you like to accomplish now that you're out of prison? Well, there's so many, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a go oriented people. We sat there even together in prison, you know, Definitely. speaking upon our dreams and things that we want to accomplish. And I'm so proud of you that you know you have accomplished what you have accomplished so far in the length of time of us being home and free. Now, um, you know, we're 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 in the, the entertainment stream. Not to say entertainment, but you know, working out. You know, um, our own creative abilities is in writing. You know, poetry, our own publishing, and things like that. I want to obtain. You know, I got this um, novel of mine. It's a um, urban novel, somewhat. Let's say it's called um, Power Curve. Mm -hmm. So I actually practically kind of finished it. Now I'm just aligning the chapters together. I'm gonna get that thing written up and um, submit it. You know, get it edited and put it out there. And I've also thought about getting involved in my own memoir. Mm. You know, getting involved in my own memoir if I um, collabing with NYU because I already help within people publishing their own stories. You know, um, someone that's at NYU just created a publishing uh, company. Who? Um, Lawrence. Lawrence Posey that was in NYU. Get out of here. He did? Yeah, he got his own publishing company. Where? Yeah, he, I gotta, he just published a book. I gotta check him out. I gotta check him out. He just published a book. You got his information? Uh, yeah, I got his. Name. I'm gonna check him out. I'm gonna definitely give him a call. For real. Yeah, he uh, got his own publishing company. Peace and blessings to that brother. I'm trying to. Peace and blessings to him. I gotta I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to record him too, but he's always busy. Yeah, man. I can imagine. I can imagine. I want to record him too, man. I'm gonna call all my brothers. I, yeah. want, I want some women that I want to record, but it's hard to find a woman that's incarcerated. It's not you. What, what did you check? I've been finding, but it's just hard, man, because some people's schedules is a little different, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, Especially know, if they know that time, they wasn't able to do the things that now they got the opportunity. Listen. Exactly. <laughs> so fully you know, focused. You know how that go, man. Yeah. So, so so what do you, I think the designs and stuff that you was, that you just showed me and stuff. Yeah, my so power line yeah, that I'm working line. on. Talk a little bit my about power line is called, um, actually came up with the idea. I was incarcerated. Actually, plenty of these ideas I came up are uh, just um, branched off more from prior to being home versus being incarcerated. But yeah, um, it's in a power line. It's called Lawfully. Now, I actually um, thought of the term. It was called L-O-F-T-Y, but I had to change the apparel name to Law, L-A-W, Flea, like Flea is Fly, F-L-E-E, and um, apparel. Now, um, what I gotta do, I'm just doing the designs mostly. And once the designs are made, everything else is just a print shop and getting the actual clothing material to, you know, produce the produce the work. Um other than that, in the film department, I got a, about two synopsis I'm actually looking to branch upon. One of them is a visual slash audio podcast. Um it's actually called Kitchen Snacks and Aphrodisiacs. I remember that you was working on Yes, that, yes, yeah. yes. So I got a few people interested in it. So I got to get the pilot shot and probably shop it to a few networks and see what happens with that, too. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. would be a good one, too. Yeah, especially, you know, it's, it's hard to find a lot of, um, let's say, unique um, ideas out there. Everything is just rebranched upon, like, um, recycled, you know, nowadays, especially yeah, for the film department. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
actually, um, it's crazy. I just seen that movie, Nope. Mm. It was a very brilliant idea that they came up with that, and it's original. You know, it's hard to find originality nowadays. It's not. You know, it's it was, it was consists of, you know, using your creative ability, your God-given talents, and just focusing and just, it comes. Well, well, they had this Muslim brother in um, Walker with us. I mean, he did a, like a one-man band show. Brother was so nice. He had a, he put on a whole play by himself, man. I Ooh. forgot his name, man, but he was very nice at what he did, man. Pretty good. There's a lot of talent. At he was in, he was in cars with, right? Yeah. Did you did you, you spoke to him after he's still he's still there? Or he was there. He, he was there. I forgot his name. He's he's he's, he's home now. He should be home by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's he's nice. This guy. This guy put a lot of time and effort into this play that he created. One That's great. Man. That's great. And it was, I'm talking about a deep message. It wow. was pretty good. A lot of time. Deep. Matter of well, fact, um, you know, remember Bilal? You in touch with him? No, I'm not in touch with him. No. Only person I know that's in touch with Bilal is Junk. Junk, I know Junk was close to Bilal too. That's the and the other brother me. that used to do film too, Big. I think his name was Mike or Sean. You know Junk close too. I don't know. Nah, not VA. I don't know who you're talking about. Nah, I told you. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. But yeah, none of that. <laughs> wow. But now I want to, you know. With the way things going on in the street, it's just, it's just crazy, right? You know, ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. People get shot. Violence is, for some reason, is pretty high in our community. As you see, everything seems to increase. I don't know if they skew numbers, but I know violence do occur in our community. And there's kids that's committing the crimes, and they're kind of manipulated into doing it think from so? these oldest. I, I think some of them are. I'm not saying all of them. I think some of them are just making choices on their own and doing it and saying forget it. But if you had something to tell the kids, man, right? If you had something to tell the kids what not to do, what would it be that you're telling them? Knowing that you went down this lane you did seven years, you was in the streets, you did a lot of things you may regret, but I don't want you to look at it as something to regret by because you learn from it. Amen. You can't regret something you don't learn from. Correct. Exactly. So my thing is I want you to look at it. And what would you what advice would you give the kids not to do? Well, first off, some of these situations that these kids may be in they feel they're unloved. Mm. And they, you know, go to the streets to find that love. And some of those join gangs. And they feel that's where the love is. And on behalf of me experiencing it myself, not to say that I was in gang involved, but I was amongst close friends of mine that were gangsters, gang members. And these people nowadays are betraying these gangsters. So mm-hmm. feeling that these are what gangsters do with 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 no principle and and and, and no morale, nothing. It was just say just blatant disrespect. Meaning that 
your own grandma could be sitting right there. They don't even care. A bullet's flying right past her head just for the fact that they need to prove something. Mm. Now, it's to feel that you're proving something. You're actually proving that you're more... You're, you're going to be more in a tighter situation where you feel you unloved now that you will be once... You could be either in a casket, right? Or you could be behind them bars. And when that judge hits that gavel down and tells you either life or whatever maximum sentence he chooses to give you, those people that you feel that you're loved by, mm. let's see if they're going to be right there standing in position to help you out. Or scream to your honor, yo, listen, listen, this is a good kid. Because ain't none of that going to happen. Look in that mirror and really look out to these things that are positive versus the negatives. Weigh these things and consider your life. Because tomorrow's not promised. So what great could you do today that will reflect on your tomorrow, whether you make it or not, and how you'll be remembered? You'll be remembered as a man who ran a gang or ran into a gang and lived a gang life and hit the casket as of today or went behind balls. Do you remember that as somebody that, you know, strived for his goals and his dreams and helped the community out and those that need it or it's just say, it's an ambitious young man or young lady, you know, looking to achieve something greater than what they want to show you right here and there. Cause all that stuff you see on TV, all the stuff you hear in music, that's 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 just a a, a character created to sell. And and don't buy into it, cause it's not real. Is you want to live the reality of it? Just know the consequences. That's all I'm saying. It's no good. I experienced it. No good. No good in that. So I mean. Change your, your your actions while you can. And, you know, try to look into some mentors, good people. And if y'all need a mentor, y'all can always reach out to me. Or my brother right here. We always are willing to help and assist in any way we can. That's the best we can. They change their minds, man. That's it's tough a, out here. That's a fact. That's peace. That's peace, man. And there's some wise words from Sincere. Listen, be patient. Be patient. Stay away from people, places, and things. Mm. And be around people that's going to help you grow. Because if you're not around people that that's not helping you grow, that means you're going to be around people that's going to keep you stagnant. Stagnant. And being stagnant is going to leave you lead you, forget leave you, lead you down a road where you're going to have to make bad choices. So the best bet is to surround yourself with people that are very positive and successful at the same time. Because the streets will leave you where you stand and people will not care about anything. That's right. So, so that's my brother. He just said how he felt and feel how he said. So 
that's going to conclude everything that we just talked Most about. Love, brother. <laughs> the brother right here just gave you some wise words. Always down to sit and talk with his brother because we always build. His brother is very knowledgeable. And, you know, he's, he just beat. He not, I'm not saying beat. He overcame cancer. Yeah. And I'm proud of that brother because he's still fighting and he ain't giving up and he ain't never gave up. He always going to fight. <laughs> fight <laughs> and, his death, man. And he just sure. keep going and going. And you know what, man? I Thank God, man, I came across his brother because it's hard to find good people like that in your life. Man. Amen, for real. So I would like to say a thanks to everyone who is listening to my podcast. Thanks to every organization that has helped me change my perspective in life. A quick yes. shout out to Osborne. AVP, mm-hmm. Pace, Defy, Network, NYU's Prison Education Program, yes. Pet, Thrive for Life, Prison Project. And remember, no one wants to do time, but we all need time. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Good night, and I'm out of here. All right. <laughs> <laughs>